Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Israeli Krav Maga. Sounds like some badass martial arts, right? Well, that's exactly what it is. In fact, the Israeli uh, special forces, they use this as self-defense techniques. Hey, in this crazy world, why not learn self-defense? Some of the most badass self-defense techniques out there. But get this. You get to learn it from a grandmaster. Yeah, Krav Maga grandmaster, Jacob Bressler. Yeah, he'll be hosting a martial arts seminar open to the public at Tucson Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Saturday, May 15th, 12 p.m. until 4 p.m. Now get this. They also have sliding scale pricing. So if money's tight, they will work with you. These guys are amazing. Jacob Bressler is globally famous for his street smart combat technologies. Now, what are you waiting for? Take this amazing opportunity to learn real world self-defense teachings from hands down the most well-respected grandmaster in the Krav Maga global spectrum. So again, that's May 15th at Tucson Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. You can contact Jesse James Tucker for more information at 520-838-1592. Text or call. So again, that's 520-838-1592. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. everyone welcome back to another exciting episode of screaming chewy show i'd like to welcome special guest actress shauna toft how you doing shauna i am fantastic how are you doing great doing great i can't complain (laughs) every day above ground is a great one so definitely can't complain (laughs) right so uh, you were just telling me you're kicking ass filming you know back to back left and right and it's, it's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm doing uh, either auditions every day or filming every day and sometimes both these days. So it's, it, I'm feeling extremely blessed right now. <laughs> um, so just in the past month, I have been all over. I've been uh, down to Houston. I've been up to Arkansas. I've been up in Oklahoma an awful lot. I've been around Dallas, I've been down to Austin, been to San Antonio, you know, just going all over the place for all of these production bookings. I do commercials, I do um, some television, some uh, mostly movies, and uh, I do emceeing and special events and things like that too. So I'm kind of, I'm all over the place, um, traveling for, for different things and just really, really, really loving what I do. Oh man, living the dream. I I would love to travel that much. And of course, um, do you get nervous still on uh, auditions? No, I I really don't. I mean, I like in-person auditions, but now that they're more on video reels you know that we send in we upload we're not talking to anybody and so it's very it's more of a sterile environment however we're still bringing the truth to the person who would be in front of us and who is seeing it there there's not that organic connection Mm. so i i don't think i really got nervous before in-person auditions either though i mean i've i've really been a lover of the spotlight since I was like two years old. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, you're a natural entertainer, huh? Yes. So do you think this uh how they changed the process now of video interviews and all that um or auditions? You think that's a permanent thing now? I think it is, and I actually really do enjoy it because most of what I do is on camera and my class has moved to zoom for over a year now and 
you know, it, it's, I think it really helps us as actors size everything down for the camera. And I, I think I really prefer it. I mean, there are downsides to it where, you know, you can take as many times as you need to get the right shot where when you're on set, you can't do that. But I think, I think it saves everybody a lot of time and money by being able to do it virtually. And I think that for the most part, we're getting better quality actors because we are seeing those who are, are used to being smaller for the camera, if that makes sense. Oh, that I never thought of it about it that way. Wow. And um, so all these states you're traveling, um, which one's your favorite so far? You know, I, I've been, I've lived in a bunch of different states too, but um, I, I think I love my home state of Texas always and forever. And so I, I will always say that Texas is my favorite. Um, I will say that right now though, as, as far as bookings go, Oklahoma is really, really hot. So I like going there too. <laughs> nice. So a lot of stuff going down right now over there, huh? There is. Um, Martin Scorsese is about to be filming there, literally out in the middle of nowhere. But uh, I think he's actually already started now. And they filmed American Underdog there. They've, they've filmed a bunch of stuff there. I'm actually, I, I worked one day on American Underdog and, and drove up there to Oklahoma City for that. But um, yeah, there's, there's a ton. Like I, I've, I've been up in Oklahoma for commercials and for, um, for industrial videos, which are used internally. Like I've got, uh, I've got one short film that's on domestic violence that's going to be used um, in one of the university psychology courses nice. when they cover that unit. So, you know, being able to, to help educate people on certain things like that too is, is really a, a blessing to me. I love that. You know, it just, uh, just helping out, you know, you're not just, uh, it's not just a job or a career, you know, you're helping people as well. Right. Right. And, uh, so you've been, do, uh, you do movies and TV shows as well? I do. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, in, in the Dallas area, there's a lot of opportunity to be extras in different things. And so my kids and I started out that way and, you know, all, all six of us are actually going to be in a movie together with speaking roles and everything. Um, what? but we, uh, we've worked on things like 12 mighty orphans, cruel summer, um, Let's see. There, I don't know. There, there are some. There are some other things that I, I can't think. Oh, flip turn. We're all on that one. No other love. We're all on that one. Um, yeah. So as, as a family, we do things like that together. And sometimes it progresses. Like my youngest daughter and I are doing our second commercial together tomorrow. The first one that we did together was for a children's hospital in the area. And this one is going to be for a TENS unit um, in a medical facility. And so um, I, I love I love getting to work with my kids too. But I have uh, I have other things out there that are on my IMDb page and that are waiting to be added to my IMDb page. So just continuing to do what I love and love what I do. That's so awesome. I mean. You don't hear about that every day, you know, a whole family <laughs> recording together. That's, that's, that's amazing. You know, a lot of bonding time as well. For sure. The, the movie that we're doing together um, with, all, with everybody with speaking roles is called Watchdogs. We were supposed to be filming that already, but, uh, you know, COVID pushed all productions back pretty much. And so we've had to push that out even several more months. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to get to do that one at least next year if we um, have to keep pushing it further out. Um, so we were supposed to be filming it in Florida in February. And uh, it is a post-apocalyptic thriller. Uh, 
and I'm actually a villain in it. Nice. And we are working with Jason Brooks, who is the new Jason Voorhees in the Vengeance movies. What? So, yeah, <laughs> he's the main character. That's exciting. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm really, yeah. really looking forward to being able to work with him and, you know, be a bad guy and everything. <laughs> Is this your first uh, villain role? It's not. It's actually my second one. The first one uh, was actually for the pilot of a TV series that was being pitched to TNT. And stuff happened with that one, and, and we, we weren't able to move forward with it. But I was a villain with superpowers. So <laughs> I got to have uh, lots of fight scenes and, you know, it was a lot of fun being a villain. You do your own stunts as well on the yeah. fight scenes? Yep. I, can I, have stunts. I am I am stunt trained and uh I know how to fall, I know how to take a punch. I actually I got I got punched in the forehead <laughs> accidentally when we were shooting that that uh, pilot where I was the villain with the superpowers. And it's just because we had such a long night of filming. It was like 13 hours in and I was just getting a little bit slower because I was exhausted and I didn't duck quickly enough and I got punched in the forehead and everybody was like, oh, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, let's go. I'll pump <laughs> so, up. Come on, hit me again. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> that's awesome that you do your own stunts. I mean, that's just, that's just more work in itself right there, you know? True, true, true. And um, so for these stunts, like, um, so so obviously acting itself is long hours and then just practicing the stunts themselves is even more hours of work right there. Right, yep, yep. And you have to work with the choreographer uh, and stunt coordinator. You know, oftentimes they're the same person, but, um, you know, we, we have a, a school that's opening up not far from us too, and that'll be more training and um, gets more business for stunt coordinator friends of mine. So at the school, um, it's for, for stunts. Mm -hmm. And so is it like, all right, today we're going to jump off a moving car or something? Well, I mean, you know, it's baby steps, but sure. Yes. <laughs> You know, I, I could imagine some crazy stuff, you know, big props to you for stunts because people don't realize how dangerous it could be. You know, in fact, a lot of stunt doubles get hurt and many people don't hear about it because it's not the celebrity, you know. Right, right. That's that's one thing I really love about Keanu because he does his own stunts and he trains and trains and trains and trains. And I, I have put it out there. I know they're working on John Wick 4 right now, but I'm just putting it out there. I'm going to be in a John Wick movie. Nice. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> hey, you, you said it. You know, I believe you. It's going to happen. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I heard. So for The Matrix, he learned, um, I think, martial arts, like three months or something. And then for John Wick, he studied uh, Krav Maga. Mm -hmm. that's, some, that's some badass shit right there. You bet. That's that's Israeli. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I see many videos about that and quick takedowns. Uh, they do not mess around. Absolutely. So oh. I've I've put it out there that I'm working with Keanu. I've also put it out there that I'm working with Sandra Bullock. Sand Sandra Bullock and I just need to do a movie where she and I are, are sisters or cousins or something. I would love that. <laughs> hey, why don't you work with? Uh, Keanu and Sandra Bullock on Speed Four. Or there you go. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you know, I I say Keanu Reeves should be president. I mean, I agree. He's a wonderful human inside and out. <laughs> so what's your uh, what's one of your craziest stunts you've done? Oh my goodness. I would say, you know, nothing, nothing like too, too, too terribly crazy and mostly uh, <clears throat> jumping on a guy and, and uh, you know, pretending to blind him and everything and, and then having him flip me 
Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it sounds fun. It is. It is. You know, especially they 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 have like mats for you to land on and stuff. And so, um, I I think I think training wise, it it was uh, you know feeling like a ninja turtle. <laughs> You know, like like rolling on on the ground and everything. That sounds fun. That sounds like like when you're a kid, you know, you, and you you kind of play fighting stuff, but you still get to do it. Right. Yep. Yep. Except it's a little bit more dangerous, but still. I had all boy cousins growing up, so there was a lot of tomboyish stuff I did. Nice. You you've trained for this your whole life. Yes. Yes. And um, so so you've done many uh, action films. Um, have you done any horror films? Yes, actually, I filmed a slasher up in Arkansas, and that's going to be on Amazon Prime pretty soon. It's called Snowy Night. Ooh, that sounds pretty exciting, Snowy Night, huh? Yes, yes. Uh, could you talk a little bit about it, or uh, sure? I mean. We we actually all get writer credit for it because we improv the entire movie. Oh, nice! And uh, <laughs> that was that was really really fun. I mean, we had the basic outline of what what we needed to have happen, you know, and then we just filled in the blanks with with our dialogue and actions and everything. So that was pretty cool. But um, basically, it, we're two couples, and. My husband and I have gone to visit my sister and brother-in-law and we basically get snowed in and, or, you know, there's a, there's a terrible, terrible storm and, you know, we, we don't really need to be out in it. And so we've been invited to stay at my sister's house because there's not really any other choice. Well, um, you know, uh, at, at some point, my sister's husband goes missing and we're looking for him and looking for him. And then we find him dead and we can't find my sister anywhere. Oh, <laughs> and, you know, then, then we, we find her, we find her. And then, you know, like everybody's starting to get suspicious of each other. I still have my husband, my husband winds up dead. And so, like, my sister and I are accusing each other of, uh, of being the murderer or whatever. Cops are called. Cop comes in. My son's in the slasher, too. <laughs> He's the cop. Cop comes in and uh, investigates everything. And, well, stuff happens to him, too. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give that away. But... Uh, and it's just down to my sister and me um, getting into a tussle. And then lo and behold, my, bro my, my brother, I'm sorry, it's my sister-in-law. It's my brother. We were at my brother's house. My brother comes back to life and he comes and attacks me. And then I beat the crap out of him with a bat. And then my sister-in-law comes out and, you know, she's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, she's double-crossed me. And she winds up stabbing me oh. and slitting my throat. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. And I'm actually, uh, on Sunday, I'm directing a, an episode of, of a series that's by the same producer. Damn, you so, direct. How's that? It, I love being in front of the camera more, but directing can be really, really fun when you cast well. Uh, the first time I ever directed, it was a challenge because, you know, like everybody was so new to, to everything. And, um, you know, that, that was, I don't know, the, there's a lot more involved in directing than you realize until you get to do it. And, uh, you know, we never got to actually finish that, um, uh, that particular short film that I was doing. It was a creature feature. Um, uh, 
I'm not sure what happened with that. It was an independent creature feature and it was going to be done in two different parts. And then we wound up not being able to do the second part, but it was, it was interesting to do. So this time I get to, uh, to direct where I've also done the casting. So uh, and these, these are actors that I know <laughs> and they're actors that I know will, will follow directions. Well, we'll be able to, to produce quality work and it'll be really, really good. Um, I am also assistant directing and starring in a feature film this summer. And it's a faith-based film called Line of Action. Damn, kicking ass. <laughs> Thank you. And that's smart that you cast and direct because a lot of people don't realize that as a director, you have to kind of know the cast, right? Because you have to tell right. them how to feel and, you know, direct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's it, it speaks to the fact that a lot of times you'll see the same actors go from project to project to project to project together. You know what I mean? Because you get your core group that you work with well, and and you want to keep working with those people. It, it definitely matters who you know, but more importantly, who knows you and how. Because they'll be thinking of you, if it's in a positive light, they'll be thinking of you for projects. I have people reach out to me all the time. Hey, can you do this? Oh, hey, can you do that? And and I don't audition a lot of the time. People just reach out directly and they're like, hey, we thought of you for this. We, we would love to have you if you're available. My calendar fills up really quickly. But, you know, a lot of the time I can say, yeah, sure. Or, oh, I'm sorry, I'm already booked on something that day. But you know, it's, it's really wonderful when you get to a point where people know your work and they want to keep working with you because you're, you're not an amateur anymore. Yeah. They know that you can act. And also since you're doing your own stunts, they know they don't have to train somebody, you know, they know you got it down. Right. Wow. And Damn, that's that's exciting. I always wanted to act like as a kid, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's hard work, you know. People don't realize that how many hours or you have to put into it every day. That's that's very very true, especially if, if you're an extra. Like, um, I think I said earlier, in DFW, a lot of people uh, start out as extras because that's mostly what work there is around here is being an extra or doing industrial work. And which is used internally. But um, if, if you're an extra, you're, you're going to plan on being on set for anywhere from 10 to 14 hours, even. Damn. Uh, if you're a principal actor, then, you know, they, they do cut that down significantly because they don't want you waiting around all that time. And so when you're a principal actor, typically you'll, you'll be on, um, a much, much shorter period of time. You'll have a, a later arrival. You'll have an earlier exit and that that sort of stuff, um, especially if it's a, a SAG production because they have to pay overtime. Oh, I didn't think about that overtime. So, um, yeah, I didn't realize. So, so they pay per hour? The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. 
You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4, Tucson AZ 85712. Or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um, hit them up. Hey, let me tell you about the number one daiquiri delivery service right here in Tucson, Arizona. Now, if you know anything about Arizona, you know it gets ridiculously hot in here. Okay, like over 110 degrees easily. So stay cool and you still want to get your party on? Get these booze going, you get these frozen daiquiris, or you could get the non-alcoholic versions as well, or catering for the whole party. Yeah, they got amazing flavors such as the scorpion, which is strawberry, the Gila monsters, grape, cactus jack, green apple. All these come with candies that go with the flavors tailored for each individual drink and flavor, you know, such as like uh, Lifesavers gummies, gummy worms sour gummies you know there's pink lemonade um there's uh there's specialties as well the like the zona sunset is there a spin on mango nada which is a mango slushy with chamoy and tamarindo candy very delicious that's my favorite actually there's the wildcat which is u of a inspired it's cherry and blue raspberry i highly recommend these these guys they accept cash app cash facebook pay uh, you can find them on Facebook, Desert Daiquiris. You can find them on Instagram, Desert Daiquiris 520. Or you can text them 520-261-6658. I highly recommend these guys. Um, if you've listened to my show, you know I love these Desert Daiquiris. Yo. It depends on, on what it is and what the function is. So like if you're an extra, there's a set amount for the day, but anything over 10 hours is going to be overtime, you know, so they break it down to whatever it would be per hour for 10 hours and then do overtime on, on that amount. So, um, if you're a principal actor, then you've, you've got a set rate for the day also, um, which is going to be significantly higher, but then um, after a certain length of time, then it goes to overtime as well, based on what your hourly rate would be broken down into. Okay. I never, I never thought about that. I thought just, they're like, just give you a paycheck. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And, um, you know, as for doing your old stunts, I wish I could do that, but I'm too fat. I'll probably just like tuck and roll or something. <laughs> That's all I could do. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You can learn to use, like, I don't know, nunchucks or something. Ooh, that'd be fun. But I always see people hit themselves in the nuts with that, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. The, the, the weapons are hard to get used to, and I, I still cannot do the nunchucks. But I, I beat myself up a lot. <laughs> uh, which ones are your favorite weapons? Um, I'm getting to where I I really like uh, throwing knives. Ooh, that's a good one. You feel like a ninja. Whoosh. Yes, yes. Uh, and then like uh, little bitty axes that you can throw. Little bitty throwing axes, not the big ones. The big ones are too heavy for me. But the little bitty throwing ones, just you know, I'm getting to where I like those too. Nice. You practice a lot with them. Uh, we've got. A friend's house that we practice at uh, whenever she has parties. <laughs> so there's a there's a, a, a throwing board at her house. Oh, you know, I've always wanted to do that. I've seen videos of, I don't know what place it is, um, but I've seen people throwing axes and uh, sometimes they bounce back. That's why you throw from very far away. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they lose their velocity when they get to you. Yes, yes, yes. Most definitely. And um, so have you done any stunts without acting in the movie, just like as a stunt double or something like that? I haven't. No, I've, I've been a stand in, but not a stunt double. Nice. Kicking ass. Thank you. And uh, yeah, my my stand in experience was for the one and only Tyra Banks, because I look just like her, you know. <laughs> Damn. But, 
she came to Dallas a couple of years ago before COVID, of course, and um, she was hosting the Women That Soar Awards. And I had an in for that show and I got to be her stand-in. Nice. So yeah, she she's really, really super sweet too. And, you know, I got a hug and, you know, I, I didn't fangirl on the outside, <laughs> but on the inside, I was like, this Tyra Banks, that's my girl, you know, but <laughs> you kept it cool. But, yeah, right? she, she went, she went through uh, everything on the presidential teleprompter and, and changed the spelling of some words. So they would be phonetically and that sort of stuff. And then she went to go get ready for the show. And I ran through the entire show as her. And then I wound up getting to go to the, uh, the watch party when it aired. Damn, you know, Tyra Banks, she's real sweet, but she's yeah. also a fucking gangster, yo. Like, I see her on TV where she gets mad. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, she, she was, she was really super sweet. You know, that's, that's, that's how I'm going to remember. She's, she's super, mm-hmm. super sweet. Yeah. She's, she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I've seen her without makeup and she's gorgeous. Damn. Y'all, y'all. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's wonderful. I really like her. Awesome. And um, any other uh, celebrities you work with? Uh... Well, I'm trained with Glenn Morshower uh, oh. on, a, on a weekly basis. And um, I've, I've uh, been training with him for two years now, a little over two years now. And uh, he is he was Agent Aaron Pierce on 24. And he was the general in the uh, Transformers movies. He just did a movie with Denzel Washington and Rami Malek and um, Jared Leto. Um, He's doing a series with Will Smith. He is currently on The Resident. So, I mean, you know, he's kind of known a little bit, you know. So um, that is my acting coach. Um, For 12 Mighty Orphans, we worked with, uh, Martin Sheen, which he is really, really cool too. Um, Rooster McConaughey, who's Matthew McConaughey's brother. Rooster, Rooster's a lot of fun. He, he is yeah. really fun to listen to his stories and everything. I got to go to the, the rap party for 12 Money Orphans and uh, I was hanging out with Rooster and his wife, Erica. She is a doll. I love her. But uh, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. And Luke Wilson was in that. And um, Wayne Knight was in that. Um, you may know Wayne Knight from like Jurassic Park. Oh. Yeah, he's 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 the he's the one who stole the embryos. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um wait, then, the guy, there was Newman in yes, the yes. <laughs> Oh, that guy's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and I've I've worked with with other famous people too but um i also used to chauffeur them up in colorado really yeah yeah uh you know i i worked for the i worked for bell resorts up there and i was a i was a shuttle driver i was a chauffeur so i i got to pick up a lot of uh different celebrities who were up there for vacation damn you just gotta keep your cool (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. That was uh, that was that was back when uh, President Ford was still alive too. I got to even drive him. What? Drive him and Betty, while they were still alive. Did they? And, uh, uh, they're pretty cool. I'm sorry. Did they have to go with uh, with uh, their Secret Service in there? No, no. the The Secret Service was never in there, but they were always watching. Oh man, I'd be so nervous. <laughs> Don't make any quick movements. <laughs> but uh, you know, Jenna Elfman came through there. Kelsey Grammer. Um, let's see. With this one, I I have to. Oh, Faith Hill. I have to. I have to think of the sparkle paper towel lady first, and then her name <laughs> comes to my head. <laughs> oh yeah, Faith Hill. Uh, Faith Hill came through there. Um, I think. Oh, the the GQ guys came through there. I picked them up a lot. And uh, yeah, lots of really, really uh, neat people 
Man, so you're already meeting celebrities before you were acting, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Not before I was acting, but before I got back into it. Oh, I, see. I, I, I did take quite a bit of time off from acting at all because I met my ex-husband. <laughs> oh, okay. It happens, right? <laughs> but, I'll just leave that story real short. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'm glad you're back at acting and, I mean doing commercials, movies, TV shows, man, all over the place. That That's Thank amazing. You. And um, you. Uh, are you planning on doing more films with your kids? Like, do you get to cast them or, you know, you got the hookup? You're like, hey, man, get my kid in here. Well, you know, it's, it's like people are starting to ask me to do more and more stuff. So we'll just we'll see how that progression flows. Um, I did recently incorporate myself. So I am Shauna Toft Entertainment LLC. Smart. And so that, that gives me more credibility and more protection overall. And so I've, I've got people who, who want to audition for me. They want to keep their eye out for my casting notices and, and things like that. And I tell people, I am mostly an actor, but when I am asked to direct, you know, depending on the project, then, you know, I will direct it. I am a producer. Um, I limit what I produce, but uh, that will continue to grow also. I know that. So I'm just, I, I think it's really important. Even if, if you consider yourself to be just an actor, you need to be multifaceted because, you know, the, the more that you are behind the scenes also, the more you become the actor who the the crew grows to love because you know you've you've been there done that you know it's like like i have such appreciation for for the the lighting and sound crew because i have a studio in my house and i have to do all of that myself Damn. um you know there's there's just there's there's so much that that you don't experience if you just stay on the acting side and you know, once, once you start doing some of the, the crew stuff then you're like, oh, that's why this needs to be this way. Oh, that's why we need to do that. And so it, it makes you more of an actor that people want to work with. Man, you know, a lot of people don't think about the, what goes be behind the scenes, right? Like you were saying, the sound crew, even editing, man, that, that takes a lot of work as well. Man. I tell you what, <laughs> yes, yes, I, we, our, our acting classes are on Zoom and have been for over a year now because of COVID, right? So we have recordings of, of each person's side of the scenes that we do in class, and then we edit them together. Well, I edited mine and my scene partners stuff together for the first time recently, like I, I'm used to editing my own stuff, but it's like, okay, chop that off on the beginning and end, you know, maybe cut out this section, cut the, but, but to have multiple camera angles and have to do all of the cutting and splitting and, you know, putting oh, back man. together and all my work for a three minute scene. It took me an hour and a half to edit, oh my because, God. you know, cause I got the L cuts in there and the J cuts and, you know, all, all the different points of view and everything. I'm like, holy cow, I can only imagine doing a feature film like this. And you got to sync it perfectly. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, there's there's even more of an appreciation for the editors, too. I mean, I already knew it was it took forever. I just didn't fully understand why until I was like, oh, multiple camera angles and having to make it look not ridiculous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and, and i'm a night owl myself so i do most of my editing at night and um you know i you know i try to one time somebody told me yeah if you if you edit out all your ums and spaces in, in your podcast it sounds more professional and i'm like all right so it's a two-hour episode and i was in already like five hours and i'm like man fuck this i'm never doing this again <laughs> I, I know it's it's crazy too, but I I love doing it. 
you know, because it's just, it's, it's the process of, you know, so selecting, oh, hey, I want to, I want to zoom in on this part of it, or, hey, I want to B-roll that part of it, or, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun editing, but I'm just like, dude, no wonder, no wonder it takes so long. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you do feel pretty proud when it's done. You're like, I did that. Yes. Absolutely. And people don't realize how many hours it took you. They're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And you're like, it's cool. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, like 30 minutes per minute of film. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's no joke. <laughs> and uh, man, you have a you have a lot of experience under your belt. Um, How Thank many you. how many years have you been acting? Uh, film and television a little over three and a half now. Um, but I, I was a theater baby. So I, I did a lot of plays and everything growing up. And then I got into um, I got into some modeling also. I did some runway and I was a live Barbie for Mattel. And then I met my ex-husband and took a big chunk of time away from acting at all. And then I, I had a, a friend of mine who actually is a celebrity photographer. And she's like, hey, I saw this casting notice. You, you should go do it. And I was like, okay. And so it's, that was like the, the push getting into film and television, actually, because um, it, it, was, it was for that purpose. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, I live in Dallas. Like, I'm not going to, you know, I, I wasn't thinking about film and television stuff happening here because you think of L.A. or Atlanta or you know, New York for things like that. You don't think of Dallas for things like that. And um, I wound up, uh, I wound up doing some commercials at first. And then, then I moved into industrial work. And then I moved into uh, extra work on, on some movies and then extra work on a TV show. And then that started working into like speaking roles with in you know independent filmmakers and you know it kept just progressing that way and that's a lot of people's stories in the dfw area you know it's a lot of work and uh i love your attitude by the way you're very motivating you know you're just very go-getter and you're like i want to do it all you know i love it thank you i love staying busy <laughs> <laughs> you know. i work a full-time job also you know but uh, i'm i am rapidly phasing out of that no, like everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah. Um, I actually, the other night I had to, uh, I, I got a really late booking, like 11 o'clock at night. I got a booking and I work overnight, four nights a week. And so I didn't want to tell my boss right away. So I waited until our lunchtime at 1.30 in the morning. And I was like, hey, so we have a really early call time tomorrow and they're making us stay in the hotel. And uh, so I can't come in tonight. <laughs> and he said, okay. Because he knew when he hired me, like I left the corporate world three and a half years ago. And, you know, I, I was, I was making a whole lot more money at my job then than I make at my job now. However, my job now is not what pays my bills. Just saying. But uh, I I moved into a night job because it's you know kind of a throwaway job whatever. But it but I needed to make sure that I had some consistent income and I had the insurance and all that kind of stuff. But a day job interferes way too much with filming because we film almost always on weekdays during the day. So you know I just I I tell. Tell any boss, any potential boss, you know, hey, I'm an actor. There are going to be times where I'm going to need to be gone for auditions and bookings and things like that. And then they hire me knowing that I'm going to be gone. So um, with my last job, I, I was in international tax accounting and it was really super involved. And I was having to be gone more and more for bookings and things. And I was still getting the work done, but my boss's bosses didn't like me being gone so much. So he had to come to me and, and be like, hey, we need you to make a decision. I said, okay, bye. I'm giving you eight weeks notice Damn. to find somebody and let me train that person. 
And it took them six weeks to find somebody. And I trained her for two weeks and then I left and I don't regret it. I got my night job making significantly less so that I can make significantly more doing what I love. That's smart. You know, it's kind of like a filler, right? Uh, right. Your job. And uh, right. man, so you work all night and then film all day. <laughs> that's, that's yes. Tough. I worked graveyard for four years and I'm telling you, know, people don't realize how tough it is, man. It is. I mean, I don't know for you, but it's so freaking hard for me to sleep during the day. And well, you know, I I work overnight Monday through Thursday. So Tuesday through Friday, I get home at like seven o'clock in the morning and I come home, I shower, I go to bed and I get back up for the day at 1030 in the morning. Oh, and I do stuff, and then I'll like take a twenty-minute nap before dinner, and then I'll maybe take another twenty-minute nap after dinner, and then I go to work. <laughs> so, oh, and then sometimes I go to set right after work. So, but there there have been plenty of times where, like, especially when we were filming Cruel Summer, and my my two oldest boys and I were on set a lot for cruel summer and um there were a lot of times where I had to just tell my boss hey um I'm coming in late we're still on set or hey I need to leave early uh because we've got to be on set early you know or hey I'm not coming in at all (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like okay there was one point where he asked me uh do you need to go part-time I said, no, we're almost done with Girl Summer. It's all good. <laughs> he said, okay. <laughs> hey, that, that's awesome to understand. But, you know, you right. are from the beginning. You're like, hey, right. dude, I'm going to be. Well, and, and he'll, he'll say that. I think it's a reminder to himself sometimes, you know, that he'll say out loud, I knew going in that you're an actor. <laughs> so. You seen that movie, uh, uh, what is it, with Dewey Cox, when they make fun of uh, Walk the Line? Oh, walk hard. Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> He's like, I'm a rock star. I'm going to miss some birthdays. I'm going to miss some births. <laughs> I'll have to watch that one. Yeah. And um, so where can people uh, find your stuff? I am on Facebook, Shauna Toft. Uh, I have a public page there. And then uh, if I know you or you're in the industry, I, I love to friend people. And I'm found on IMDb, www.imdb.me slash Shauna Toft, S-H-A-N-N-A-T-O-F-T. That is Tango Oscar Foxtrot Tango for the last name. Nice. And uh, keep up the great work. Um, Kicking ass. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. You have a good one. Bye. Thank you. Hey, so I'm sure you've noticed I've been getting a lot more celebrity guests on my show. And this is all thanks to Steve Joyner. He's a publicist. And man, this guy takes his work seriously. He does not fuck around. And this guy is keeping me busy, yo. Yeah, I'm just getting so many celebrity guests. Thank you so much, Steve Joyner. And um, if you yourself are an actor, director, producer, and you are looking for a uh, publicist, do not hesitate to contact Steve, right? He is a really cool guy. You'll love him, okay? His phone number is 816-605-4561. Or if you would like to email him, it's uh, all one word, starts with a capital S. And it's stevesjnetwork at gmail.com. So again, starts with a capital S, 
and then it's T-E-V-E-S-J-N-E-T-W-O-R-K at gmail.com. Tell him Screamy Chewy sent you. You will not be disappointed. And uh, yeah, so big shout out to you, Steve. Thanks again, bro. Peace. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warn us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolution, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump, this book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace